podcast fam. A self-described obsessed runner, Betsy Suda came to Gainesville from Boston in 2010 for graduate school and of course, for the great running weather and running culture. Who doesn't? After earning her degree in organic chemistry, teaching at Santa Fe for several semesters and working part-time in the running industry, Betsy decided that not only did she love the sport of running, but she also loved the business of running. Suda's fit foot mobile athletic shoe store grew out of the need she saw for a more efficient, convenient, and fun way to get fitted and buy shoes. One of the first things a professor said to her when she arrived on UF's campus was, you're not a traditional student, and her business model and dreams for her company are anything but traditional. Hear about her interesting company in today's episode, episode 157 of the WHOA GNV podcast. You are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. I am your host, Colin Austin, and today's episode is being brought to you by The Best Restoration. You guys, we all know that due to the impact of COVID-19, that deeply cleaned and highly sanitized businesses are the new norm. You know your customers are going to want to walk into a business they know is safe. Make sure you call The Best, The Best Restoration, and let them help you with all of your needs. These guys can handle everything. They do water extraction and restoration, mold remediation, which I've said multiple times, they've helped us with that here at the dealership. And uh, area rug cleaning, air dust cleaning, carpet cleaning, tile and grout cleaning, carpet repairs, they have carpet protectant services, upholstery cleaning services, fire damage restoration, and so much more. Be sure to give them a shout at 352-505-3321 or visit them at thebestrestoration.com. I love you guys. Thank you so much for your support. And in this episode, I wanted to give a very special thank you. Uh, I have a great friend out there. His name is Jason Gonos from Power Production Management. Jason, I just wanna say thank you so much, man. He had reached out to me, you guys, and said, hey, Colin, I love what you're doing. How can I make a donation to your show? Um, And of course, receiving the support of our listeners, local businesses, our community, it's absolutely incredible. Uh, Obviously, I pour a lot of time and energy into this, (laughs) and I wanna continue to keep building this amazing community. So when someone recognizes that, of course, it gives me the warm and fuzzies, (laughs) and it makes me feel good. So thank you so much, Jason, for your support, man. And podcast fam, if you're looking to, or if you're looking at or thinking about solar for your home, that's what Jason does. Um, Power production management, give them a call. Um, Let them, give them the opportunity to earn your business. They are great people. And if you want to learn more about them, they were actually on episode 65. We had Jason and Alex on the show, and I'd encourage you to go back and hear their story. So thank you again, Jason and PPM for believing in my mission and for the support. That was a very generous donation. Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys and uh you know it's time to get into the show so you guys today on the show we have betsy suda owner and chief shoe expert at suda's fitfoot mobile athletic shoe store betsy welcome to the show thanks colin happy to be here yeah so i want to start from the beginning i want to hear your story yeah so what's your story (laughs) Um, well, the business opened in December 1st, uh, 2018, and um, the purpose was really to kind of meet a need. I was a frustrated shoe consumer, and also I was really inspired by my grandmother. So those two things kind of led me to solve a solution. I thought, you know, running is like 
my favorite thing to do. And I thought shoe shopping should also be really fun. Um, and How then, does running become your favorite thing to do? Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> running to okay, me well, is like... Yeah, so we'll backtrack. Oh, yeah, backtrack a little bit. Yeah. Um, I found running, and that's kind of how it feels like. I found it when I was 14, and I tried out, for, well, tried out, everyone made it, the cross-country team in high school. And it was just, I can only describe it as love at first run. It was just, you know... I felt free. I felt just like I was flying, you know, and I wasn't. I was not like a great runner right off the bat, but I just love the, the feeling of, of movement and kind of powering yourself. Um, and then I had a great team and we we won a couple of state championships and like that gets really addictive. Okay, so where was this at? This is um, up in Newburyport, Massachusetts. Okay. So um, it's north of Boston, almost to New Hampshire. And um, it was just a great kind of formative experience and I've been honestly running almost every day since. So what got you down here? Yeah, I came to Gainesville for graduate school in okay. 2010 and I stayed. <laughs> um, We're glad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, um, I like to think I really thought that decision out, but I kind of made it um, based on very little <laughs> evidence of whether it would work out or not. Um, so I, I knew I wanted to go back to school to get, um, uh, I wanted to get my PhD in chemistry, and I really thought I was gonna be going to the University of Vermont in Burlington, and kind of last minute I applied here because I knew a few people in town um, through the running community, nothing to do with chemistry. And I came here for a visit and I saw you know, the stadium lit up, like the stadium walk at night um, and the palm trees and the weather and the department was just amazing and large and just all of these people studying chemistry. And I thought this is, this could be really fun. <laughs> um, so real so, quick, yeah. what, was, what was your path before yeah this you know you like so you came here for grad school and you were gonna go back yeah. to Vermont like what like what was the career track like, right. what were you gonna do um so I, I was teaching up in Boston I was a chemistry um adjunct prof professor okay um but my degree <laughs> my undergraduate degree was in chemistry and biology and then my graduate degree was in epidemiology um and that qualified me to teach like freshman chemistry um and I thought, you know, I'd really want to go back and get my PhD in chemistry. And I thought the, the you know, tenured track professorship was going to be my my path. So okay. I came here um, and I got my... Then it all changed. And then it all just changed. <laughs> yeah. So one thing led to another and here we are. I, have a, I, sh I sell shoes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I know I got my degree in organic chemistry from the University of Florida. And then I taught at Santa Fe College for several semesters. Um, and then... Do you like I, teaching? Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I really love teaching um, organic chemistry, particularly because it's so hard, and like I can really identify with students that struggle with it because you know it was hard for me too. Yeah. Um, and so, like once you can you know connect with a student and really um, kind of convey the whole broader picture of it, and then once they get it, it's just really amazing. So, yeah, do you I did still that. do any of that? Any teaching? Like I tutor adjunct? a little bit. Okay, yeah, tutor. yeah. Cool. Um, so yeah, adjunct professors make very little money, so yeah. you kind of need to supplement it, which I did by working at a, a running store. And I was also employed um, by the Florida Track Club, which is a nonprofit here in town. So I was their outreach coordinator and then their executive director. And I just realized that I really love the business of running. And I had this idea to start my own business and kind of make um, the shoe shopping experience more efficient, more fun, more inspirational. So. Okay. That's how we got here. All right. So, I mean, I think the uh, very 
interesting part, non-traditional part of what you do is this mobile aspect, right? So like yeah. what what kind of led you down that path versus opening like a like a retail, retail store, store or something like that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. where when you when you're like, "Okay, I'm going to do this." Like what Yeah. What was the fire to just go out and do it, you know? Like yeah. what, what was the process? Again, I think it just kind of came to me. I think I was daydreaming one day and I and I have this dream which I still haven't given up on is to get a an RV. Um, a Volkswagen RV and just kind of drive up the coast of California, you know, like the big, um, the big vans with like the wheel that's horizontal and you just kind of drive like this and like, it has like 16 windows, you know what I mean? And it's, that's, I'd really like to, to restore like a 1954, um, it's like a Tiffany blue, like I have a very specific, um, car in mind. So anyway, like that's kind of where it started. VW bus type? Yes. Yes. Thank you. Um, you know, they're, they're supposed to be making like an electric one that's kind of reflective of that old school look. So I don't know. So that would be very helpful because I know nothing about cars and like <laughs> antique cars especially. So I was like, I don't think I should really, you know, <laughs> bet on a business based on an antique car that I don't know how to um, maintain or drive. So um, yeah, I just kind of thought about w- ways to make the retail experience more efficient because like when you go shopping, you know, think about a store in the mall, you know, they're open from like sometimes 8 a.m. to 10 p.m., right? You need to staff it, electricity, rent, and then it's not like people are buying, you know, 10 shoes a minute or something, you know, it's like it's very slow and um, a lot of overhead. So I just thought of ways to bring shoes to people instead of having people come and get shoes. And so that's where the... You're like the food truck of shoes. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of how I describe uh, it to people. Yeah, yeah. It's like a like, food yeah, truck like for food. shoes. Yeah. So you're really going to where the market is versus like really making the market come to you. Exactly. Is that a good? Yeah. yeah. Yep. All yeah. Right. So what does that mean? Like going to events where there's runners and that kind of thing. I mean, how do you how yeah. do you plan like where you're going to be and where you're going to be selling? I guess. Yeah. So um, the business plan, you know. Pre-COVID, so I started, like I said, in the end, very end of 2018, and uh, my business model was very much B two B, so business to business. I reached out to businesses here in town, especially gyms. We have so many like really high end kind of boutique gyms, and people belong to several of them. You know, like you've got your Go Primals and your Oxo Fitness and your Axis Training Studio and your, you know, Sweat Life and Gainesville Running and uh, excuse me, Gainesville Health and Fitness. So. I reached out to a lot of those places and just, and just said, hi, I have this business. <laughs> would you be interested or would your clients be interested if I came and did a pop-up one day? We could make it an event or I could just, you know, set up one evening and see if anyone um, would like some shoes. And so a lot of people, you know, took me up on it and we kind of went from there. Then when the <laughs> pandemic hit, it was shut down, you know, within a weekend and then it became more of an individual shoe fitting appointment. So more concierge service, mm. you know, going to people more directly. So is it coming back around now? It is, yeah, yeah. Um, at the height of, you know, like before March 15th or whatever, last year I was doing probably three pop-ups a week, which was, which was good. Um, now I'll do maybe three a month. So it's okay. completely shifted the the percentage of pop-ups to shoe fitting appointments, but. Okay, so yeah, so talk to me about the process a little bit. If I if I wanted a pair of your shoes, yeah, 
I mean, like, are you like coming here in the middle of the day to the dealership yeah. with your with your trailer? Yeah, absolutely. And like, yeah, really. So my little yeah. So, <laughs> so it's like a point where you like literally going around town for a different appointments, like my like, milk route. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm just kind of curious how yeah. it works. Yeah. So you can you can contact me on my website through social media, um, word of mouth, and just you can ask, say, hey, I'd like to check out some shoes, and then I'll send you a quick survey, and you can tell me kind of like what you're looking for, what what size you think you are. Um, and then we'll set up a time that works for you and I'll bring you a selection of shoes and I'll measure your feet and watch you walk and have you try them on right there. And if, you know, if I have what you need, you can buy right on the spot or if I need to, you know, order something, it takes about a week or two to get in. All right. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. It really solves a lot of problems because like online shoe shopping can be a nightmare because you're just, you're kind of blind unless you know the shoe already, but shoes change every season. So like even the same style can be very different, you know, every six months. And, you know, you just, you just waste a lot of time buying shoes blindly online. So you want to like try on shoes, but also, I mean, who wants to go to a store these days? (laughs) I love the model. I just think it's like super creative, super unique. I mean, what's, yeah, what's the response been from clients? I mean, I mean, people at these gyms, they're like, oh, like, I mean, do, is it recognizable? They see you out in the parking lot and they know you're there. Yeah, and like, Let's, yeah. let's go so, try on some shoes. Yeah, so like... I've got my RV, <laughs> RV parked out front. I got it wrapped at the the wrap spot here in town. Cool. And so you can tell, you know, what it is. Um, Shout out Garrick. Yeah. Yeah, they did a great job. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's quite recognizable. <laughs> um, and you know, what happened during the pandemic, which I didn't really anticipate, but it's been really enjoyable is like just getting to hear people like you really, when you have a one-on-one appointment for shoes, you can really talk to the person when you're in a store, there's a lot of distractions. You're kind of rushed, you know, you have to maybe wait in line. Um, so like you don't really get to know your customers, but when you're like coming to their home or their place of work, you get to like have a really nice chat. Like yesterday I met a woman who, um, celebrating her 50th wedding anniversary next month. And cool. like, you know, she's going camping with her husband and wanted some shoes and just, you know, just like nice, nice things about people you get to hear. Yeah. I mean, that's part of that day. experience too. You yeah. Know, you really yeah. start, I mean, we all know that in business and really in anything like relationships are the key. It's it. Yeah. So you get the opportunity to build that relationship. That's always going to lead to more word of mouth. More, Absolutely. You know, yeah. So amazing and you're going to remember it. Business standpoint. Yeah. yeah. Like I remember pretty much all of my customers, you know, I have awesome. a spreadsheet too with, <laughs> with their info so I can recall their shoe size, but it's nice. It's <laughs> nice. So I, re- I was about to ask, like, yeah. can you remember people's shoe size? Because, uh, you know, one of the things that customers used to get freaked out about myself in the early days was I always remembered their full name sure. and, and the scooter that they bought. Yeah. They would come back like two years later for something and I'd be like, oh yeah, Daniel Simpson, Red Metro Retro, right? <laughs> He'd be like, whoa, dude, you're, yeah. you're weird, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like this like super weird thing and I just remembered, but. Yeah, I know my brain works that way too, yeah. <laughs> I think that helps in retail, you know, it's the, the clarifying. I'm gonna get fitted for shoes and yeah. I'm gonna see if down the road you remember without looking at a spreadsheet, you can't cheat. Okay. Whether, if, if you know my shoe size or not. Okay. Can you, if I just lift up my foot, can you just guess? <laughs> Are you that good? Um, turn it a little bit. It's kind of a weird angle. <laughs> I would say. This is new. <laughs> yeah, I would say 10 and a half or 11. Ooh, 11, yeah. yeah. Mm. Right on. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, now that this is, now that you've been doing this, like, is the yeah. model, you know, or is this one in one of those businesses you're like, ah, oh, you know, I get to kind of create my own schedule, mm. live live the way I want to live, and and that's it? Or mm. like, are you being very strategic about, all right, like I want, I want to hit, 
you know, I don't know what X amount of revenue yeah. by the end of this year. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. do you really want to focus on the growth of the business or is this more of like, man, this just allows me to live the lifestyle that I want to live? Yeah. I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Okay. Being an athlete, I'm very like goal driven and, um, you know, numbers are important and, and, and growth is definitely, um, kind of like the overarching theme of life, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I would, yeah, be really, um, curious to see how I can grow and what that looks like. But also at the same time, it is nice just to, to have done something to create something and just kind of see, you know, where, where it can take you, you know, there's like a, a balance of like directing something, the energy of your business, and then also seeing like where you're needed and where you can solve problems. So I'm kind of in that middle right now. Have you seen any evolutionary changes or, you know, mm. other products starting to organically yeah. build from um, well, anything the sh- customers are asking for maybe? Yeah, well the shoe industry is changing a lot right now, mm. um, especially at like the really high end, like the elite athletes, um, they're running with shoes that have carbon plates in them and they give really nice response on the ground. So what, what that means is just faster times. Like you're gonna see a lot of American records being broken this summer. Um, there's the Olympics coming up and they're you know all gonna have these like super shoes. So that's starting it's all to, about the shoes. Yeah. So that's starting to, that's starting to trickle down to us, you know, non non Olympians here. So there's that. Um, and I just think I think sh- sneakers and running shoes have just such a an important part in like American culture, you know, and I think a really great shoe can just do a lot for people <laughs> yeah. for their look, for their comfort, for function. Um, and, you know, here in Florida, you can get away with sneakers like all year round. So. But like right now, you're a one woman shop. Yeah. So you don't have any any team members. Like, no, I mean, is this something me. when you're picturing the the future? You're like, man, I'm gonna have like four or five of these driving around. Yeah. You know, is that a possibility? It or? totally is. Yeah. 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 I would love to to see it grow in that way because I think it could serve a lot of a lot of different communities. You know, and and I like the idea of like franchising and having someone else, you know, have build their dream in their own city. It kind of reminds me. There's like these companies, like we have like Snap-on tools, and they have like these trucks, and they'll like literally stop and sell yeah. tools to the mechanics and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, just very efficient. And that, that's and like mean. a franchise. Those people like buy that truck and you know sell those tools. So yeah, that's cool. So I yeah. mean, what's I mean, what like what I guess what's the biggest challenge so far with all of this? Uh, so, well, during the pandemic, it was getting in front of people, okay. you know, because to sell, you know, you need customers and you need to have good messaging and marketing. And like I said, I was mainly B2B and then I was like overnight B2C. Mm. So um, I had to learn really quickly to be comfortable with going live on Instagram and writing like a really great sales marketing email and, you know, all of that stuff that was kind of um, just not really on my mind for the first what, 15 months of my business. So um, that's, I think now more more a strength just because I've had to learn it so quickly. Um, and then, you know, with retail, it's always like getting stock and like having inventory, you know, and having things ready for people when they want them. So those two things I think right now are my focus. It's like marketing, like solving people's problems and communicating that and then just having the product on hand too. Yeah. I mean, do you have to keep product like stashed in your garage or something? And you're like, (laughs) yeah, what's like, where are you keeping all the inventory? So I had a a storage unit for the first year. And then, um, you know, because I had two roommates, we live in a house. And um, yeah, I kept all the shoes in a storage facility. And then um, 
I've, I've grown. And so now I've just kind of taken over my house. And so like one half of the house is all Sudas Fit Foot headquarters. And then I live in the other half. And um, yeah, I've got a couple hundred pairs of shoes in my house. So <laughs> yeah. Is there any inventory? Like, I, I feel like the problem with shoes, and I'm just like, I don't know anything about shoes, but like, I feel like when, you know, you have to have several different sizes. Yeah. You, like you have to, you have to keep a lot, right? Keep a lot. I mm-hmm. mean, <laughs> so yeah. You know, I, I can picture inventory sitting around for a while, mm-hmm. you know, or particular sizes or like whatever. I mean, is this a thing where you're just like, is there any parachute that you're just like right now itching to like get out? I, I've had this happen even with scooters before. I'm like, man, I cannot sell the scooter for the life of me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Usually putting shoes on sale kind of takes care of that. Okay, um, so you have to kind of maybe take a loss on them. Um, so yeah, that is a challenge. Yeah, you don't want extra shoes from three years ago. But some, sometimes people will get a shoe that they love and they're like, oh, do you have this you know version that's from? you know, 2018, I'll say, yes, actually I do. So, <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. yeah there's, there's been... just, yeah, there's, there's waste, but it's, it, you can put it to good use. You know, a pair of shoes will, will find a home. You know, the thing with shoes, so the thing with shoes, a lot of the times is you do, you fall in love with a particular mm. pair and then you can't get them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's shoes where I'm like, man, I wish I could find these shoes yeah. from three years ago. I, know. I was, I was heartbroken in high school. My first pair of Saucony grid something you know it just it felt amazing it was my first real pair of running shoes and when you get your first pair of running shoes it's like nothing else and then of course they discontinued it just because that's like what you do as a shoe company to keep people buying the newest version and so I wrote a letter to Saucony and I was like oh you don't understand these are like my favorite please shoes. make them yeah. specifically for me <laughs> and they're like well this is just business sorry <laughs> so yeah people now do that, fall in love now with that it. you kind of reflect on all of this and you know where, where you're at like Mm-hmm. I mean, did you have those entrepreneurial tendencies as a kid? You did. Absolutely, yeah. What were like some of the businesses or ideas that you had <laughs> when you were a child? Uh, my brother and I had a, a yard sale when we were like five and six years old, and it was just um like a folding table at the end of our driveway with a box of like our um like McDonald's Happy Meal toys, <laughs> just like in a little shoebox. And someone drove by and said, "I'll I'll buy it all for five dollars," and it was just such a high getting a five dollar bill. <laughs> um, then I, I babysat a lot. Um, I also had a newspaper route, which was great income for a you know twelve year old. You got like tips, and when Christmas came, you got bonuses, and um, that was really great training. But it was just so nice to have like cash flow as a kid. You know, I, I yeah, I babysat a lot. Had a newspaper route. Um, I put together a kids camp, like a summer camp when I was like twelve, <laughs> and parents paid me to take their kids. So again, yeah, just. Parents will do that. Parents will do that. <laughs> they yeah. will pay to get yeah, rid of their children a, for yeah. a few hours. <laughs> yeah, and this was back in like what the early '90s, so like there weren't a whole lot of technology options for for parents to to give their kids. So they were like, "Yes, entertain my children for me," and I did. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah, I've I've I think I've wanted to have a business ever since I was yeah maybe five. Yeah. What. I mean, now, like with the business here in Gainesville, you know, you ended up sticking around. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, how can Gainesville better, like, serve your business? Is there anything? Oh, well, one thing I'd like for the running community at large is like a big name race. You know, mm. like um, Jacksonville has the Gate River Run, you know, and thousands of people come for that. It's on their calendar every year. It's great for the community, it brings in a ton of 
visitors, you know, their hotels fill up, their restaurants fill up, and it's like a whole weekend. You know, pros come in. Um, I would love to see that. I think we've gotten, you know, kind of on the on the path towards it a few times with some races, but it, it really just takes someone to kind of spearhead it and be a volunteer for a while, you know, because you need, you need the race to happen every single year. You need it to kind of go off without a hitch. You need people to do everything from like give out bibs and like give yeah. out water and like clean up afterwards. And you know, it's just a whole, it's a huge undertaking and like it's not gonna make money for probably decades. <laughs> but I think if we- uh, sounds like, like a great reason why I should spirit right. that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but, but races like that, I mean, they bring people together. Yeah. It's definitely it, a community builder for sure. Yeah, and people that do the Gate River Run, they'll talk about it, you know, they'll get their medal. It might be the only race they do all year. You know, it can really, um, turn people on to a healthy lifestyle. It's a fun thing to do with families. It's just like a really beautiful event. So I would love to see Gainesville yeah. really get behind like a major race like that. That'd be cool. Yeah. We definitely, I mean, we do have a pretty good amount of like 5Ks and stuff, I feel like. We do. I mean, I know COVID kind of slowed up everything, but. Yeah, yeah. But my kids, <laughs> my kids, they're they running everything. Do they? Like, yeah. All yeah. the time. And nice. Just, you know, he's, my son, 11, he's like doing his 5K in 21 minutes and here I am like, 10 minutes later, actually probably more like 15 minutes later. <laughs> it's like, oh man, yeah. I can't keep up with these young ones anymore. Yeah, no, it's a great sport for kids because you can just kind of pick it up and do it once a week if you want, or you can you know, take it more seriously and just have fun with it. Yeah, so how about personally, because you said you have a couple of roommates, so mm -hmm. you don't have a family or anything? Or? Uh, well, my parents uh, live up in Massachusetts where I'm from. Okay. Um, then I've got a brother who lives in London. London so that's okay. tough. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to, you know, seeing that, that part of my family and my niece and nephew over there with him. And, um, yeah, so that's, that was probably the toughest part of, of COVID was really separated. feeling separated, yeah. you know? So we needed to like think of ways to get creative and, you know, feel more connected. Um, so are you working like all the time? Or, you know, like when are you one of these people that can like really have the have the hours like during the day? It's like okay, from nine thirty to five thirty, like I'm working. You know, you always hear the term work life balance. Like, how would you describe your work life yeah. balance? Yeah, I mean, I don't think anything's ever really balanced. You know, especially <laughs> for someone who um, is like a pretty serious athlete too. Like, if I'm in season, like it's pretty intense. Um, so yeah, and and working retail, I think you just kind of sign up for a life that's kind of non-traditional hours, you know, like I, I'm fine with a customer emailing me or calling me at 8 p.m. and saying like, oh, could you bring some shoes? And, and that's fine, you know, I don't need to like, <laughs> like cut it off, you know, at a certain hour. Um, and yeah, like weekends are typically more busy for retail because that's when people shop um, and kind of off hours. But again, it's not like a, a burden. I'm happy to, I'm happy to do it and make the sale and, and, and serve the customers when kind of it suits their schedule. Yeah. So are you taking like your, I mean, is that a busy time the weekends for you? Like you're taking your trailer out all the weekends or? Yeah, um, Saturdays, like this Saturday, I'll be at um, Lane Performance. Okay. <laughs> it's a weightlifting gym, um, kind of over across from Reggae Shack, like over in that kind of complex. Okay. Um, it's a youth weightlifting day, so I'll be popping up there on Saturday. Um, so yeah, Saturday mornings are pretty busy. People are out doing activities and races usually happen Saturdays or Sundays. Um, yeah, and then usually I have appointments Saturday afternoons or Sundays, so. Okay. Yeah. So like what are like the 
pain in the ass parts of the business that you really don't like. Because <laughs> this is what I always find with yeah. entrepreneurs. You know, it's like, oh man, I'm gonna have this this mobile <laughs> this mobile shoe store. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. And we like, you know, we go down these paths, and we like. There's I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of great things of business that we really really enjoy, yeah. right? But then yeah. you're like. Dang, I didn't know I had to do this or this. Right. <laughs> There's like always those those parts of business that are like terrible. Yeah. I, I mean, I can rattle mine off in the really. What's yeah. yours? Yeah. Oh man, like the book, the bookkeeping, bookkeeping. like mm-hmm. tax, like tax stuff, like dealing with sales tax, and yeah. you know, we had to collect like solid waste tax. I didn't even know what that was for like a year. <laughs> you yeah. know, like There's like all these like little things that c- continuously pop up, and mm. you know, I don't. I mean, even insurance stuff, like people with insurance, insurance. they got to come out and like take pictures, and I got to mm. meet with these people and we have auditor you know we got credit lines for like the scooters and stuff and these auditors will like show up to make sure that we haven't sold the inventory and not paid for (laughs) you know like there's like all these things that i'm just like man i did not really realize that i was gonna have to do all of this when i got into business yeah i'm with you on the like taxes and accounting that just doesn't seem fun to like give your money away you know never (laughs) like that just never you know feels all warm and fuzzy exactly um it does feel good to be able to pay your bills though you know to like have (laughs) the cash flow to do that. So that's kind of how I look at that. When I, whenever I really don't want to do something, I just say like, well, at least I have the money to pay this bill. And like, you know, I'm getting ahead of, ahead of the, the tax collector. Um, but yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I'm in the same boat. Insurance is not really, doesn't really blow my skirt up. (laughs) Um, taxes, accounting, just cause I'm not, I'm not familiar with that. You know, like I'm an organic chemist that sells running shoes. Like I don't know accounting, Yeah, but once you kind of dig into it and kind of like poke around QuickBooks, it's not like that hard, you know, like you can, we can all figure it out. It's just whether we want to give the time to it. So are you doing, you're doing it yourself? Doing it myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember those days. Yeah. I definitely don't do it yeah. myself anymore. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like beating my head against the wall. <laughs> That's the next goal is, is like, I'm almost to the point where I can outsource some things. Yeah. So, um, it's a nice place. It is, yeah. Yeah, growth is good because then you can, yeah, get someone else to do things you don't want to do. Yeah. And you can just kind of stay in your own zone of genius and do what you want to do. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that part out, yeah. too. I want to do what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I always tell people, I was like, I feel like I'm kind of handcuffed right now because I'm like, because mm-hmm. I'm like running the showroom again and I'm like, I'm, I'm on the sales floor from 9.30 to 5.30. Mm-hmm. So I'm unlocking the door in the morning and, yeah. you know, working all day. Yeah, and you've uh, been here tw- 17 seven, years. Yeah, yeah okay. 17 years. So that's what I was like. You've paid your dues. Yeah, you know, mm. it's like time for that to kind of be done with. But a lot of it had to do with COVID and, you know, getting back in here on the ground floor again. So, yeah. but it's not the right time to sell yet or. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's just not, not really the mm. right time. I mean, like, definitely been exploring options, definitely trying to figure out, like, what's, you know, what's next. Right. Um, this is obviously had like my passion has been super fueled by this, right? Like I love yeah. doing this. Like business coaching. Business coaching? Uh, I don't know if I'm. That's not your thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Maybe I just don't like the word coaching. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like consulting. There's a lot of like coaches and stuff out there. I don't. I yeah. just like talking. Yeah. I like. Well, any, I like to. Does. I like to build relationships. I like to get to know people. Mm-hmm. I like to know how I can help them achieve their goals. That's a huge thing for me. It's like okay, like how, you know, that's the whole reason this podcast exists. It was like. 
you know, everybody's talking about the the future of Gainesville and like where Gainesville is going. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Like I can help yeah. with that. That's yeah. that's like in my, you know, in my God-given gifts, I would yeah. definitely say I'm I'm a community builder. Like that's mm-hmm. I, I'm a, I'm a person who can connect well with others and definitely m- marketing, sharing a message. And if there's a common message of like, dude, look what makes Gainesville so awesome. Yeah. All of these great people, all these great businesses, you should be a part of it. Come yeah. here. I will <laughs> you know, say that. Move here yeah. to become a teacher and then stay. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, start, Gainesville, start business. right, we're known for our athletics, like our Gators yeah. and Shans and academics, but but I, I don't know another place that's this supportive of entrepreneurs and especially, you know, small scale entrepreneurs, first time entrepreneurs and female entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. like, which is, you know, me, like, check, check, check. <laughs> um, and I just, I think that's a really beautiful thing. And yeah, it makes Gainesville very unique and and attractive to to folks that have a dream and want to kind of try it out and are brave and yeah. <laughs> need support. Yeah, so I mean, why did you think you had the, you know, what it took to, to do it? Like why, how, you know, there's that yeah. risk factor, right? It's like totally. the, the comfort level. There's, I don't know, there's just yeah. this natural comfort level and to like leave that and to go yeah. start something like this. I mean, what yeah. was going through your mind? That's a I great mean, question. Um, so I'll say this about graduate school, especially in chemistry, that <laughs> that it really taught me how to fail, which um, is is a life skill that you unless you, <laughs> unless you're put in a really difficult position or um, unless you really take risks and try things, like you can totally get through life without major failure. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of people do, and they just think that they're you know awesome, which is great. Like, it's great to have that self-concept. Um, but science in general, organic chemistry specifically, and I think the department I was in was so competitive. It was like cutthroat. It was so hard. And the expectations was just like, you need to produce. And I just, I, f- I failed a lot. You know, I think I remember two days out of my whole three and a half years where I like accomplished something. Like I made a product that I wanted. <laughs> you know, I got a good job for my boss. Every every other day was just like, oh gosh, I gotta like make it through this day. <laughs> you know, experiments fail, you know, you don't get the right answer. Like there's all these um, personalities in the lab that you gotta deal with. Like it's hard. So all that to say <laughs> is I, I learned how to like not be comfortable in failure, but to realize that it's like part of the game and like Simon Sinek talks about like the two types of games, you know, like the the long game and the short game. Um, I forget what he what he names them. Someone can can look this up for me. But um, he's like the the point of business is to stay in business. You know, like you don't win in business really. Like you can make more than somebody, but how does that make you a winner? You know what I mean? Like it's the whole point of doing a good job is to get to the, do the good job again. So chemistry really taught me that in graduate school at the University of Florida taught me how to just like stay in the game. And, um, you know, there's no guarantees really in anything, but like it's kind of playing the game. That's the most fun. So yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I held on to during, <laughs> during COVID and quarantine was like, just, you gotta just stay in the game, you know, like, everyone's going through it this hard time. It's like championship season. You're like the ultimate underdog. Like, what do you got to do? Just like make it to tomorrow and like keep going that way. Yeah, it's a good mindset for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's really served me well. Like I've been in a lot of situations where things are just not going well. Like whether it's academically or physically, you know, in a race or something. Um, And you just, you just kind of have to call upon 
your strength and also just like your mind and be like, okay, it's, it's okay if this isn't like my best race ever. Like there's, there's dignity in failing well. You know, like just, you have to get across the finish line sometimes. Yeah. Do your best ideas come when you're running? Um, sometimes I think just daydreaming is really important okay. and I don't think people daydream enough. So, um, see the only, the only reason I like yeah. running. <laughs> yeah. And I, and, so I don't, I don't really daydream while I run. Like I'm yeah, a little more not, focused with yeah, it cause it's, it's, it. that's not really like where I go to play necessarily. Okay. It's like, I'm going there to train. Like, um, it's just, a, it's, it's slightly it's different like, mindset. So is it like work? Um, it, it, uh, is it kind of? Okay. Yeah. Maybe, gonna... you know how like artists will say they could just like get, get in the zone. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's fun, but it is work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I there's think a for purpose me, it's like a release, it. right? It's like yeah. a stress release. And mm-hmm. like, I'm always, you know, it, it's my time where I'm not really thinking about anything. Right. And so right. I'll just be running. Yeah. And then like. <laughs> yeah, the problem with me running is I gotta stop. Lost. I, gotta, I gotta like stop every quarter mile and write something down in yeah. my phone. Yeah, I'll be running. I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Stop. No, that's not really my experience with running, but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. I don't yeah. know. It's just like when a lot of my ideas come is when mm-hmm. I'm running. Yeah, so. yeah. No, I go on walks for for ideas and just kind of daydream. I've got a couple of comfortable chairs I like to sit in. And <laughs> yeah, as yeah. I mean, so as a startup entrepreneur, yeah, you know, I think. Actually, I haven't really asked this question before, but I think this is something that could really benefit a lot of people. Like, what tools? What tools are, are you using to like really build your business from a, you know, mm-hmm. from a very foundational standpoint? Like, I know you said QuickBooks, but yeah. it's like a tool that you know, right? Is there any? Sure. Is there anything else? Like, what's your go to go to resource for organization or or, or anything yeah. like that? Um. I would, I'll say this for, for networking purposes, like being in groups really helps. Like I'm in BNI, I'm in a couple of masterminds. I'm also a member of, um, it's called We Should All Be Millionaires, the club. <laughs> it's just an online community for women. It's great. Um, also having a background of being on a team really, like I feel very comfortable, like leaning on people that, you know, are better at something than I. Um, and I just, be, yeah, being by myself, it gets kind of, Lonely is not the right word, but like you get kind of freaked out, <laughs> you know, like yeah. you, you need someone to like bounce ideas off of and just feel like, OK, I'm a I'm a human in a, in a community. So, um, yeah, networking groups, I think, um, is something I really lean on. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, at this point in my life, I have no problem asking for help. So <laughs> thank God I got to that point. You know, I wasn't like that in, in graduate school. I felt like I needed to do it all myself. Hence all of the failure. <laughs> Are there any really cool like Gainesville resources? I mean, I know you said BNI, but yeah. is there any, any um, other cool groups that you're a part of? Yeah. Santa Fe had a lot of like lunch and learns that I went to kind okay. of when I was starting and just had like time on my calendar to fill, you know, I was like, where can, where can I go to like have lunch with people? Um, yeah, the Santa Fe, um, the startup group there was really helpful. Um, there's a lot of running groups in town that I, that I lean on to that are helpful because a lot of those folks are very, um, you know, driven in other parts of their life. So they're, they're good resources for me. Yeah. Cool. Do you, do you read? A lot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like I, I kind of got that feel. I don't know why. I was like, I bet she reads a lot. I don't know. Yeah. I just kind of got that that vibe. Yeah, I'm the kind of person that reads like five books at once. So okay. I've, yeah, I'm, I'm working through several right now. I'm reading. How can you do that? Like I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely the person who's got to like finish one, and I can't even finish it. Like yeah. I'll get like halfway through a book and I'll stop. And I don't know why. So it's I think I'm like, like a, that too. I'm, so I just I'm, go to another I don't book. Finish. I don't know why. I like to. Yeah. 
yeah, um, I'm promiscuous with, with reading. I'm reading, um, well, I just read uh, Business Made Simple by Miller. Um, what's his first name? Donald, Donald. Miller. Okay. Yep. Um, and he's got a great like program with videos that goes along with it. So you like read a chapter, then you watch the video, and it's like a little course. That's cool. That's nice. Yeah. Um, Rachel Rogers, who I'm in her online club, she just wrote a book called We Should All Be Millionaires, which is excellent. I recommend it to all women, but it, men can get a lot out of it as well. I'm reading um, Can't Hurt Me by Coggins. Um, that's for a book club. Um, for fiction, I'm reading um, Kristen Hanna's The Nightingale, which was pretty big a few a few years ago. I'm just catching up with that. Then um, there's one other one that I'm that I'm into. But I see you've got Steve Jobs over there on your shelf. Mm-hmm. I love that book. Yeah, I love it with um, yeah Walter Isaacson. Yeah, that's probably my favorite book is Steve Jobs. Really? Why? Um, that's a pretty big book it's too. Bi- and I've and I've reread it. I reread. Books I listen too. to it. Okay. I'm I'm super weird with books. Yeah. Like, I have to I have to have like the physical. Yeah. Copy and I will read lots of them. Yeah. But like I also like to listen to them. But no matter what, I'm getting both. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's super. It's super. Um, I, I feel like I have to have it. I don't know why. Right. I like, yeah. Yeah. I like looking at books. Um. Yeah. No. I love. Some of them have like the charts and stuff. And I know like on the audio right. they can share like that PDF files that kind of go with it. But like I don't. Nobody really does that. And so you know, there's some books like you physically have to kind of like look at it yes. and see the graphs. And see what they're and talking about. Yeah. And sometimes jokes land a little differently when you're reading them versus hearing them. Yeah. Um, not that a lot of business books have jokes. What's but. your favorite book of all time? Um, Steve Jobs is up there. I really oh, that love that book. Great. Um, but no, I say, I would say Gone with the Wind. Okay. Which like classic, um, and it, I think I loved it because I was so surprised by it. I kind I don't I didn't really know what it was about, but it's basically the Civil War from the South's point of view and from a female point of view. And growing up in New England, it's just not kind of the the outlook that you get on mm. American history. Um, I just felt like it was, it's just such a saga. You know what I mean? And there's yeah. like, there's war, there's love, there's death, there's birth. It's just like, oh my gosh, it's like a soap opera in a book. So Gone with the Wind, I would say, is probably my favorite. Okay. And from a business standpoint, is there like a business book that, you know, really yeah, um, it for you? So, um, a lot of the business books that I read kind of have an athletic tint, you know, tilt to them. Uh, what Drives Winning by Brett Ledbetter. Uh, Becky Burley gave it to me, Coach Becky. Okay. So I love Becky. Out, oh my gosh, yeah. She's amazing. She's, yeah, quick, quick Coach Becky story. So my friend up in Massachusetts is also a soccer coach and she was coming here for a race, Kat, my friend. And she was coming here to run the half marathon, the five points of life on Saturday or on Sunday. And so I just, um, I found Coach Becky's email because, you know, it's on the athletic page. <laughs> and I said, hi, Coach Becky. My friend's coming to town. Would you have any time to like meet with us? She's a coach of, um, of a soccer team up north. And um, I was like, do you have any time on Monday? And Becky's like, sure, come on by. So we went up to her <laughs> office on a She's Monday so cool. morning. We sat in her office that's overlooking um, the track and the you know the soccer practice field, and she gave us like an hour of her time, which that's amazing. I mean the the advice, the wisdom, the like just the friendly banter that she dropped in that one hour. I mean, I got so much out of it. And she gave us this book too, What Drives Winning, and it's like she does a I think like a conference also called What Drives Winning, and she's one of the speakers. So anyway, that I really love um, for like mindset work. Um, cool. Yeah, and then business, the the Donald Miller book is really 
great because it's so simple and it's like 60 days of like, this is what you need to know to run a successful business. And you just kind of go through it. It's like very simple. It's almost a checklist kind of book. So what's like the greatest business advice or lesson that you've learned from, from one of those? that's like really stuck with you that you're using in your business right oh, now? Oh, well the one that I kind of live by is like um, keep overhead low, <laughs> keep expenses low. Um, but also um, like what Rachel Rogers really preaches is don't make broke ass decisions. Like don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like don't, don't waste your time like doing that doesn't like get you ahead. You know, like outsource that if you have to, get an assistant. Um, you know, like really invest in things that are going to like propel you forward. And like your time is your most valuable resource, protect it and get like other things off your plate. So you can like focus on what makes money. You know, it kind of reminds me of like, you know, people get so hung up on like work life balance, you know, like it, it, it kind of reminds me of the same thing though. It's like, you, you, you know, a lot of the decisions even that I'm making today are like, okay, like I want some of my time back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how much am I willing to pay for it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah. it's like, I gotta go hire somebody who's gonna fill this role. And then, you know, sometimes like, and then we have over, overall, we've had really great team members, but there's definitely been team members where you like you hire somebody and then they don't, they don't live up to your expectations. Mm. And then you're like, oh my gosh, You've invested. How, how can I like, <laughs> how can I remove this person from the organization so I can save this money? Dead and, weight, yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, and it's, God, those are those are things that are super tough as business owners, I feel like. It is, yeah. And a lot of times, again, especially from a female point of view, like um, financial advice f- directed towards us in like social um, popular media and, you know, magazines and like, you know, financial advice for women is like, you need to save money, you need to contract, you need to like stop spending your money on lattes and like, you know, yeah. stop, you know, spending your money on clothes and all of this other stuff. And it's like, well, Okay, like if you really have a spending problem, yes, but invest in things that are gonna, you know, that bring you joy and make you happy. So therefore, you come to your job as a fully realized person. You know, you have less stress. You can produce more work. You know, instead of like spending your time clipping coupons, spend that time thinking how to make more money. You know, money's always available to you. <laughs> Do you know where the first place you're going to have to invest into? Like whether it's a person or oh, um, where where are you gonna have to invest first? Yeah, probably a personal assistant. Yeah, yeah, that would be um, that would be so helpful just to take care of um, you know like maintenance on my trailer or like making the appointment to get. Have you had an issue there before? Yeah, you've had a flat tire or something or what? Knock on wood, I haven't had a flat tire. Um, I went into a um, a garage that was too low and. Like, uh, yeah, with the crunching sound of hitting your roof on a, on a uh, parking lot, it's it's the worst sound. It's like a child breaking an arm, you know. Oh man, that's what it sounded like. So lesson learned: I don't park in garages anymore. But um, yeah, that was seven hundred dollar yeah. lesson to learn. So, oh. um, yeah. So, but I mean, I probably parked in that garage because I was stressed about something. You know, I was rushing to to get somewhere. Um, so I just think, yeah, like a personal assistant could have saved. A lot of money in that scenario. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely like trying to figure out what your, I guess, weakest at, and yeah, you know, having just having that extra hand really is, right. is amazing. I, I'm definitely, I like, I, I don't give my, I, I don't give myself enough credit from the standpoint of being organized. Like I, mm. I say, oh, I'm not the most organized. I'm actually even going through what I'm going through right now. I'm like, dang, I'm extremely organized. 
but it's more of like I just don't enjoy it. Mm, yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't like I, yeah, like I'm all the spreadsheets and you know, like I have all these spreadsheets and it's super organized and I can track inventory and I got all this stuff. But man, I'm like, but if you had your druthers, like, oh, you'd be a hot yeah. mess. Yeah, yeah. If I could just like honestly, if I could just sell, being messy kind of feels good sometimes. You does. know what I mean? Like just throw your towel on the floor and walk out like. <laughs> I, I'm a, yeah, yeah, seriously. Right? Yeah, like, a, it's not fun to clean up after yourself or, like, be organized, but... I'm a really good... Future. Sales. Future Colin, thanks you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, you know, I'm a really good salesperson. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't really... Like, mm-hmm. I, I love... You wouldn't be you wouldn't be here if you weren't. Yeah, I mean, I love marketing, but, like, there's been times even, like, in the last month or so where I'm just like, dude, like, I, I almost, like, ran out of things to sell to people yeah like I, I sold them the scooter and then I sold them like all of the accessories mm-hmm. and I find myself at a place I'm like <laughs> yeah the art of the sale is beautiful I love it do you want some coasters yeah. going yeah, like, I'm cool. like yeah. what else can I sell I don't, I, don't even, yeah. Yeah, I don't even know what to sell <laughs> yeah I end up selling them everything in the store and then I'm like oh I need something else that's what you need so, yeah and like when you hire yeah when you hire you need people who love the art of the sale and yeah see I, it's the, pay, the paperwork part is the part of the scooter process that I absolutely don't like yeah like I gotta it's do not something later tonight and mm. it's just like dude I don't I don't even want to do it it's, yeah I, I like to be personable I like to talk like, like clearly the, the, ther- <laughs> the therapy session that you're talking you know it's kind of like building that relationship it almost, it is it is kind of like therapy <laughs> like talking to somebody you're hearing their well, story they become they yeah. start to kind of release and they feel and people love to buy things yeah. honestly like if it's if it's what they need or even if it's not what they need, but it's just you've really created a great story for them and they're like in the story and they're like, wow, yeah, this is, I want some of that. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's so good. There's a lot of that that's back right now too because, you know, because I'm on the showroom floor, a lot of people are, you know, they at I, I don't maybe it's a presence thing I don't know is but they ask like, are you the owner and you know right. and then that kind of creates the whole conversation of, eh, I started this back in 2004 and it, you share the story and then they're mm-hmm. really bought in they're like oh my gosh like Gainesville's like changed because of you and I'm like well because of my idea it was really the team who like did all the execution but yeah I mean it's definitely the spark you know and yeah and that they do they end up invested into the story and a lot of people will buy because of that right right it's huge and if you know a lot of times i think people kind of promote themselves out of that selling job and they miss it and so they find like oh i don't really love my business anymore but it's like no you started the business cuz you love to sell and now you're not doing that so like the love is yeah. <laughs> you've lost that <laughs> love and feeling <laughs> what would you be doing if you weren't doing this would you be the professor i'd be a professor um i well i mean if i wasn't a if I didn't take probably the running route back in high school, I would have uh, probably pursued dance, ballet a little bit more seriously. Okay. Um, so I probably would have had a career, you know, with a professional ballet company. Or I think just teaching. I think really I'd be in the teaching profession. Okay. Yeah. What would you say is like the biggest sacrifice you've had to make in getting this off the ground? A steady paycheck. Like, <laughs> just, yeah. yeah. Just, um, I've invested my my resources, but I've, I've gotten a lot back and I feel, um, like my, yeah, my investments are, are paying off. So like I've just given up cash for equity, let's say, (laughs) um, uh, I've given up, you know, probably security, um, which, which is okay. I mean, security is nice, but it's not probably my, um, my first priority in life. Um, you know, sleep (laughs) just from, worry (laughs) but I'm working on that yeah 
my, my boyfriend asks, he's like, do you suffer from anxiety? And I was like, well, I don't think I really suffer from it, but <laughs> I have it. <laughs> you know, it just like wakes you up and lets you know, hmm, you've got something to, uh, to address here if you're anxious about it, you know, yeah. or it means you really care. So I think, I think I have both of those. Just I care a lot and there's things to work through. Let's start asking that question, whether or not entrepreneur, like the people that I interview, whether anxiety is like a natural part of their their life. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, I feel like the more, I'll say, successful, I mean, the definition of success is different for everybody, right? Mm. But like, if you get to that comfort level of not having financial stress mm-hmm. or strain or not having to worry about where the next, you know, are you going to be able to pay your bills or mm-hmm. because you poured your entire life savings into something mm-hmm. or, you know, like, well, once, you, think, once you kind of get past that and the cash flow is good and you don't have the debt and it's like, yeah. you know, there's got to be a huge relief from that. You would think, but I think it's a money mindset issue. And I I think, you know, a lot of people that are rich and well off, you know, you know, well off, have a lot of um you know, they're worth a lot. I think they, they still can have money issues too, you know, thinking that they're, they're not deserving of it. They have um, imposter syndrome. And, you know, if you've come from a place from, of not a lot, which is, which is the case of a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, come from nothing to build something, you kind of have that in your back of your mind, like, oh, remember when we had food stamps and, you know, not a full refrigerator. So like Mm -hmm. that, that comes back, I think a lot for people and you have to really overcome it and like, train yourself to be okay and realize money's coming like it's it's currency it's meant to move (laughs) yeah how would you like how would you describe your childhood I mean in terms of you know like middle class or like where yeah um um, the community I grew up in was probably now it's very upper middle class but my parents bought their house in 1978 they paid like forty thousand dollars for it now it's worth like yeah. <laughs> um, so that, I think mean, that was smart. So anyway, um, yeah, my my mom's a dental hygienist, retired, and my dad he's um he was he was a teacher and then worked for the Army Corps of Engineers as a wildlife biologist. So okay. um, the only reason I ask is because like yeah, middle class people people have like this. I, I mean, this is super recent. I had something come up where somebody's perspective of me was very inaccurate. Oh, okay. And they yeah. made some judgments about about me, and mm-hmm. you know about like, well, you <laughs> you live in this this high life all the time. I was kind of like, uh, yeah. you don't know anything about me, obviously. You know, I grew Did up that in a very, yeah, yeah. I mean, a little bit, yeah. Like, but I kind of, I mean, I, I was actually more surprised that the person really just did not know. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so assumed. I try not to judge, and I just kind of say, look, yeah. you, you really don't know what you're talking about, right? Um, because like I grew up in a very humble, you know, military yeah. family, mm-hmm. bounced around all over the place, like really pinching pennies. And yeah. my dad, like, he worked his butt off for everything he has, and and you know now it's in a great spot. I mean, he's a pilot for Southwest Airlines. He's mm-hmm. but he's worked his tail off to get there. Yeah. you know what I mean. And so, yeah, I was kind of I was kind of surprised by it. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I I'm think kinda, everyone has a story. I'm kind of yeah. curious, like a, like that. Uh, yeah, I look back at my upbringing as a child mm-hmm. and like that. Uh, 
I mean, that, that frugality, I guess, was like yeah. very, it was definitely impactful to me from the standpoint of like, I do, like I do save, but mm-hmm. I, I'm definitely investing. Yeah. You know, and so where'd you grow up in Florida? Uh, no, so all over. Oh, like, okay, really, yeah. Like, I mean, I was, I was born in Kissimmee, but as soon as I was born, like we were gone. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, cause it was Air Force family. So yeah. I lived in Texas, Virginia, Alabama, okay. uh, England. Like I've, you know, I've been all over the place. So yeah. And it was a great, you know, I, I it was a great experience. It was one of those things, you know. You probably would, never want to move again, though. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's funny. It's funny that I kind of get to this this point. Um, you know, I went to three high schools in four mm, years. Yeah, and okay. that was super tough. That like, is, yeah. I mean, it was it was very challenging, but mm. um, at the same time, when I look back, I'm like, oh, dude, I'm completely who I am because of this. Like totally. my 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 ability to, I think my ability to do this to connect with people to interview to, you know, I mean, when you're a military kid, like mm-hmm. you gotta make friends like that. Cause if you don't, I mean, if you're gonna be Survival. shy Survival, and, and yeah. be like, you're never gonna have friends. You gotta be willing to like walk up to people and be like, hey, how you doing? I'm Colin, <laughs> nice to meet you. You know, well, and kind of get into people's groups a little bit. And, and that definitely defined who I was later on in life when I became, you know, a business, a business person. Cause I was able to, just, you know, I'd go to a networking event, there'd be a circle of people over there and I'd just walk up and start talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Well, and in the military, I mean, it's very disciplined, it's very orderly and hierarch- hierarchical. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that, that translates well into business, business skills. I think, um, I just thought of this, you know, one of the influences for me starting this business was my grandmother and the fact that, you know, she was living in an assisted living facility and couldn't get shoes. You know, she had foot problems and I thought, oh, wouldn't it be great if someone just came here with a truck of shoes? Um, But her life, you know, she grew, she was born in 1919 and then, so like she was coming of age, you know, in the depression um, and she was essentially um, an orphan, you know, when she was 20. And like, if you think about, the history of women in finance, like she couldn't get her own like checking account. Mm. You know, she couldn't get a, I don't even know if there were credit cards. Then. <laughs> like, you know, she couldn't like, she couldn't buy a house on credit. She couldn't get a line of credit. She couldn't, you know, so she, she lived at the local Y, the YWCA, got a room there. She got a job and um, supported herself, you know, until she, she met my grandfather when she was probably 22 and got married, you know, it was, then it was World War II, you know, it was just like, she had all these things, but she, she took care of herself and she, you know, she, she did it, um, which I just think is such a cool um, example to have, you know, um, yeah. not that many women could say that they were financially independent when they were 20 in the right. 1930s. Yeah. It's I crazy. mean, yeah. And I think that's a lot of, that's you awesome. know, where my, <laughs> where my, you know, where, who I am comes from is that influence yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So we have to wrap up in a minute, but like one of my favorite questions to ask people is like, if you could connect with one person, like who would that person be? Oh, Sarah Blakely of Spanx. Okay. Yeah. She's the, she they owns a hundred. They went public last no. year or two? No. No. She back. owns, she owns a hundred percent of her company. She I is. they went public. They did not. No. Okay. So she's, um, yeah. She's like the patron saint of but I know she's like a, she's self-made like a billionaire. billionaire. Yeah first female American self-made billionaire. Um, and actually these pants that I'm wearing right now are Spanx. Like she makes a great product, her company makes a great product. Um, she gives a lot back to to women entrepreneurs. She has a fund called the Red Backpack Fund that gives money to you know up and coming businesses. 
she she has four kids. You know, she's just she's just doing a lot of good in this world, and, and she's got a really bright genius mind and I would love to um, to meet her and talk to her about it. I can't wait for that connection to happen because you just put it out there in the world on this show Sarah and Blakely. like I'm, I know she's an avid fan of ours. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan. So, yeah, I'm a big so fan. one time it, it'll, it'll, it'll happen. Yeah. That'll, that'll be cool. Yeah, I would. Awesome. She's so, from Clearwater so I mean okay. I'm only like a couple oh, of connections away. So. Does she still live in that area or? She lives in Atlanta. Yeah. And that's all I know. I don't like stalker, but <laughs> I know I know Spanx headquarters is in Atlanta, and she she talks about living up there. Okay. Um, yeah, she and her husband are co-owners or part owners of the Atlanta. Oh gosh, some sports team. <laughs> they own they own a sports team. <laughs> well, Which I think is cool I mean, too. You can do that when you're a billionaire. Yeah, you yeah, and they, sports teams. And she's just like from from what I gather, she's just a really good friend. You know, she she she'll take her friends on trip and treats them well and just, I don't know, just it's a really nice example, I think, of, of what you can do with, with a great cool. idea. Yeah, so Sarah Blakely. Very cool. Yeah. So tell our audience where they can connect with you, where they can find you. How can sure. they have you bring your Yes, if you'd like a great pair of shoes, <laughs> you can visit sudasfitfoot.com or you can find me on social media, Facebook or Instagram. I'm at Suda Shoes, and that's just one S. It's Suda Shoes. Otherwise, you get a bad word in the middle there if you use two S's. So. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and um, yeah, my email is sudasfitfoot at gmail.com. So all those ways work. Cool. Well, thanks so yeah. much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks. My fun. pleasure. This was, this was great. Great getting to know you and great to hear your story. And yeah. I look forward to like, this is what's so great about the show is like I get to kind of see it in the early stages, That's your business right. in the early stages. And then, you know, we've already done like a three year callback on a couple of other episodes. And so to like see where it goes. That'll be fun. You know, yeah. Three to five years from now, I'll be like, what? Wow. <laughs> I knew her when. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew yeah. her when. Yeah. Don't forget about us little people. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Well, Sounds thanks again. Great. My pleasure. And yeah. Also, you guys, I want us to give mad love to James Leitner, who produces this and makes all of us look good with this great lighting and editing and everything that you do. Thanks, James, for all your hard work on the show. And I also want to give a huge shout out and love to my friends over at Liquid Creative. Uh, those of you that have been longtime listeners know that Sarah Lentz, uh you know, has been working with us for a while. Well, she's gone like the entire summer and I've been like struggling to even get everything uploaded and ready to go, ready to go out on the show. Um, so Liquid Creative has really stepped up to the plate and helped me with a lot of this. So it, it's a, it's, that's one of those things I'm kind of talking about, right? I was talking about earlier about the little things like, oh, I can like get on a microphone and talk, but yeah, after it's recorded, it has to be edited by professionals like James and then it's got to get uploaded to the internet and scheduled out and all the show notes and all the planning. I mean, it's there's so much work that's mm-hmm. involved. Uh, so thank you, Liquid Creative, for coming to my rescue uh, during all this because as you guys know, I'm currently the general manager, the sales manager, the HR person, the customer service manager, and the head janitor over at New Scooters for Less right now. <laughs> Uh, so having y'all's help has been incredible. So many, many thanks to those guys for all their help. And be sure to check them out at liquidcreativestudio.com. Um, they do incredible work here in our community. And they also write the incredible articles and show summaries on a lot of our guests in the business report. Uh, get your business news for Gainesville right here from the business report. You can get that at gainesvillebizreport.com. And uh, so thanks again for that. And 
podcast fam, if you're driving and didn't have a chance to write down the information of our incredible sponsors, be sure uh, to check it out in the show notes. We always link it up. It's whoagnv.com slash sponsors. And uh, special love this episode to our friends over at Leonardo's Millhopper. Uh, you guys, when I finished working a long, long day and I'm exhausted and I'm about to head, head home for the day, I always drop that text to my wife. Hey, babe, like, what are we going to do for dinner? <laughs> and she says, no idea. I'm still at soccer with the boys, which basically means that I'm responsible for dinner. And of course, like, I'm going to go to Leonardo's Millhopper. I got my shirt on and everything. I'm going to go over there. Uh, you know, I sit down, ha- have a beer wait for my pizza order, and they make it up right. That Chicago style, that deep dish. And what's so great about it too is the fact that this pizza is so big that I bring it home and my wife will eat a piece, you know, my boys will eat a piece each, and then I've got like five pieces for myself. <laughs> that ends up feeding me the rest of the week. And especially with those garlic knots, oh my gosh. So you guys. Definitely support Leonardo's Millhopper. Give them a call, uh, and you can order that takeout. Get, you can reach them at 352-376-2001, or you can order online at leonardosmillhopper.com. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Local business, wonderful service, and incredible food. Support them because they support us. Uh, thanks, Kyle, for everything you do. And when you give them a call, say, hey, guys, I heard you on the WHOA GNV Podcast, the podcast for you businesses and individuals that make you go... Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) We will see you later. Bye.